are live. Woo! Woo! As I adjust the mic. Hell to the fuck, yeah. Today's an exciting day. Today is an exciting day. <laughs> Hello there. Hey, you, listening to us right now. That's my watch going down. Just kind of got started. I, I, I should have thought that through a little bit better. <laughs> it's all right. Kristen can edit out what, what doesn't sound adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Which is almost everything you do. Yes. I, I, I try. <laughs> Welcome to the... I need to... Do you hear the car alarm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the metronome song wasn't here, and mm. now I've got a car alarm. <laughs> this is The Nightmare Box presenting Mistakes for Me. My name is Brett Blue. I'm sitting here day drinking with the beautiful Kristen Pennington. <laughs> While across the street, a car alarm goes off, Jack's barks, and a okay. storm rolls in. Somebody revs an engine. Somebody's revving an engine. People are going to be knocking on doors. It's a little early, and it's a Sunday. So uh, my apologies beforehand for all of the ambient noise. <laughs> Maybe we could turn it into a song. Whoo! <laughs> God damn. Rough Riders. So, what's exciting about today? What is exciting about today? Um, for starters, we're, we're, we're day drinking, which is arguably <laughs> my favorite thing to do, like drinking when the sun is out. <laughs> and we are day drinking to have the climax of the day drink occur at the movie theater, where we've I've not been in a long, long time. And we're watching drumroll. We're watching the new Pet Cemetery movie, <laughs> which... I freaked out about last week, so. <laughs> um, but last night, uh, a couple of interesting things, and then we'll, we'll get, uh, well, we don't need to. We were drinking last night as well. It's a, it's a theme. <laughs> it's a theme all around. But while we were trying to prep for watching Pet Cemetery, I was drinking a King Cobra, like a 40-ounce, cheap, like $2 King Cobra, and created the Tennessee. And <laughs> oh, God. When my cigarette fell into the King Cobra 40-ounce bottle, and I let it stew, like, you know. And then thought you were actually going to drink that. Like a teabag. Well, it it didn't sound like a bad idea, right? Because I was going outside, I was smoking a cigarette anyway, I was drinking malt liquor anyway. It's malt liquor. I I don't know how that didn't sound like a bad idea. I was drunk. Doing tobacco in your beer. I I didn't, for the listener, drink more than another swig. Like, I tried to get as much of it down before, like, steeped in. And then I let it sit for, like, two or three minutes. And then I took a sip, and it it was exactly what you'd think it would. Tasted like an ashtray. (laughs) Didn't cure it, though. I'm drinking a Cobra right now. So it didn't completely kill the flavor for me. But we sat down and we watched Pet Cemetery last night. The original. The original Pet Cemetery, which um, I don't know about you. What'd you think? I thought it held up brilliantly. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since I was probably like a young teenager. So mm. it's been a long time since I've seen it. And there was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't even remember at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, like for the most part held up, but there was like a few things where I was like, oh, it's not quite as scary as I remembered yeah. as a kid. Rachel. But, um, man, like the kid's still creepy as fuck. And kid was it was more graphic than I remember. Mm. I don't remember like the deaths being that graphic. Yeah. It, it, 
I still flinched at the Achilles tendon. Oh, God. No, I think I buried my face in your chest when it happened. I was like, I'm not even watching that at all. That was like the moment from my childhood that I remember is that little hand coming out from underneath the bed, slicing his Mm. heel. It's like, ah, taking out Judd. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen that one or the new one or read the book. I mean, the story's been out there for, at (laughs) this point, probably 50 fucking years. So that's kind of, you know, it's your problem. That's not a me issue. That's a you issue. Yeah, some of the acting at points was a little cringy for me, but for the most part, yeah, it still held up. It It was was beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. Like, all that dark and then all the open. Mm -hmm. The cemetery itself, I forgot all about, like, what the cemetery looked like. They had that weird, like, blue light thing from the 80s, 90s horror films that happened, which was a little, you know, threw me off quite a bit, but I, I, I... I'm forever blown away by Pet Cemetery. <laughs> scared the shit out of me as a kid. Scared the shit out of me as an adult when I read the book. Scared the shit out of me again last night. It's probably going to scare the shit out of me again tonight. And then you never have to go, oh, something just fell off the table. Okay. Sorry, a little leaf. And then, like, we'll, we'll move on to something else that, you know, maybe a, a comedy, like a, a rom-com. Like, <laughs> No, I, I, I really, I enjoyed that, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to see the new one. Um, I, I don't know how they're gonna, and you brought up some interesting points last night. I don't know how they're gonna keep with like the poetics of the father's son, mm-hmm. and you, you know, I argued that um, if we're killing the daughter, then we have to almost play up the mother's role, which they might do. Haven't seen it yet, yeah. but yeah. Um, but you brought up the interesting point that this is the 2019 version of the film where you have to establish the bond between the father and the daughter, which is a completely different bond than the father and the son. Yeah. But it, it it's it has the potential to maybe, maybe, I might stand corrected. I'm trying to be walk into <laughs> this movie mind. with an open mind, but if a 16-year-old tells me anything about it, I'm punching him in the nose. Like, <laughs> want my ticket i want you to shut the fuck up and if i don't like that movie i'm coming back out here i'm getting that smashing faces (laughs) no i mean i do think and yeah i haven't seen it either obviously we're gonna go see it here in a little bit Mm -hmm. um i do think that there's a different level of intimacy to explore and switching that um like i said last night when we were talking about it i there's a different type of connection Mm -hmm. when you're talking father daughter versus father son and like you said like the son is traditionally like the family member that's considered like the person who's going to carry on your legacy but like I, I think there's a a different like love and innocence and like desire to protect the daughter so from the father's yeah. perspective for sure so I am curious how that's going to affect the representation of the grief in the mm-hmm. family um, I and I'm going to remain I'm not backing down from this because it's unacceptable. <laughs> Winston is a black cat. He's gray, though, isn't he? He's no, still a dark they've made cat. Church a tabby cat. But he's know. gray. He's not orange. He's, uh, like, gray-striped, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a darker tabby. Yeah. But it, 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 I mean, it, it's cooler from, like, the hair perspective, like, when he gets all muddy mm-hmm. and, you know, Mangy. he's going to look dirtier just because he's got the longer, unkempt hair. I think he's a Maine Coon, actually. I don't think he's a tabby. I didn't even know that was a word. Yeah. He looked, I mean, I could be wrong Sounds about that, but he looks term. like a Maine Coon. <laughs> Shut up. They're, they're big, fluffy, 
creepy cats, honestly. So you call somebody like a tiny island. They have like the of, pointy, yeah, like wolf-like ears, almost. Mm-hmm. It's like a mandingo. <laughs> <laughs> Main tone. That is a type of cat. I'm not making that up. They're very large. I I believe you. I just... They're very smart cats. I didn't realize how little I knew about cats. Like, (laughs) I don't know what a tabby is. It just looks like it should be called a tabby. Like, I know a whole bunch of different dog breeds. I know that Winston is a black cat, and I don't know what kind of cat he is. Ah, I could have told you that if you hadn't said that just now. I could have told you what kind of cat he was. He has a thing? Like, he's, he's of a people? Well, he's probably not... Um, I thought he was just a stray. A purebred. He's, yeah, he's probably a mix of different cats, but um, usually you can tell by the way they yeah. look like what the heaviest characteristic they have is, and I can't remember what, because I used to have a cat like him. Is he the same cat from the movie? Like, similar, right? Similar, but no, not no. the same breed. Because that one's like kind of got curlier. like. Well, it's a grayer coat, too. Yeah. Like, I would have to look that up. I don't know offhand what he is. You have to take a look like at Max it. is a technically a Siamese and he doesn't look anything yeah. like Siamese cats. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I thought he was tabby. Well, I think a, I just think everything's a tabby. <laughs> it's a, to be fair, it's a, a, a breed of like Link slash tabby, or not Link, sorry, uh, uh, Siamese. Hmm. Lost the word. Um, it's called a Lynx Point Siamese or the other version has like tabby in the name. I can't remember what it is, but it's like a... Yeah. Uh, He's got like characteristics of both. I think when I when I rescued Winston, the form might just say stray cat. Like I don't think there's <laughs> nobody has ever told me what Winston is. Um, have we talked about that before? About Winston? Your cat? Uh, in passing, probably. Yeah, I. Just in case we haven't done it, I'll rehash it. But. Um, I got Winston on the side of the road, again, live next to the highway. You hear it in the background the whole time that we're trying to do this. I came back from the bar one night, pretty drunk, pretty drunk. And there was a little kid walking around being followed by like this mangy little stray. And uh, he was crying, not, not the cat, the kid was crying. And I was like, hey buddy, what's going on? And he goes, hey cat, just won't quit following me around. And I was like, well, like, have you tried taking it home? Like, have you like, <laughs> seen, like, if your parents would be cool with you keeping his mangy this cat street that's cat. following you around? And he's like, Dad said we couldn't have the cat. And I was like, okay, well, why don't you go ask him again, and I'm going to take him in. So I, I take the cat in and um, put him in the bathroom. Thought and you were only gonna have him for a night. I was—I I didn't think I was gonna have him for half an hour. I assumed this kid would come right back, come get the cat. He knew exactly where I—he knew exactly where I was. I was waiting on him. The kid never came back. I've never seen that kid again. So it's—it could have just been a figment of my fucking imagination. Somebody was really trying to get you to take that cat in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's like that lonely veteran. We're just gonna. Play. It's the <laughs> the guy that just drinks on his the porch. The dead teen from. Uh, That's probably what it is. Pet what cemetery. Was that guy's name? Uh, begins with a P. Preston. Mm-mm. No, Peyton. I don't know. That I don't know. Um, I don't have my phone to look it up. Yeah, no, it might have been it. But yeah, I got him in, um, and then I realized that I didn't have anything in the apartment, nor did I have any idea what you needed to have a cat. Had you never had your own cat before? I'd had cats before, but, but like, like I'd never own. been like the sole yeah. person to take care of the cat. Um, all the cats, I thought they came with litter boxes. <laughs> I thought they brought them with them. 
They go so, out in the night and hunt their own food and come back. Yeah, I didn't know what they ate. I, I didn't know what kind of treats they took. I, I didn't know what do you feed him because like he was mangy as shit like you can like see his ribs he's fat now and he's he's, he's, he's still he's, vicious yeah, he's it's old and retired but winston had both of his balls he had fleas he was like covered in fucking mud and like sewer water he was just the roughest little cat i had to bathe him the first time i, I gave him a bath i filled up the bathtub <laughs> Right, and then he jumped up to like look to see what was in it, and I just shoved his ass in the water. <laughs> he was like, Thunk. And every other cat that I've ever owned, like you spray them and they flip out, they go running around. No, Winston like stood up, turned around, looked at me like motherfucker. Now what? <laughs> so I wound up. I I tried for a little bit like seeing if anybody wanted a cat nobody wanted a cat and by the time that I was like well I should take it to the pound I'd already developed this attachment because Jax was in love with Winston <laughs> and Winston got his name from Pet Cemetery to tie it all back around I don't call him church but the reason why his little certificate says Winston Churchill is because of the crazy <laughs> cat that kills the entire family I like that it's um, that he was a stray because like I, I think that's how it goes in the original story. Um, who uh, Lewis Creed takes in, and then the decision is made at the beginning of the story. You know, to like, are we gonna have to get rid of the cat's balls? And that's like, <laughs> if you think about it, like the whole premise of the movie stems off of we can't let Winston go run out in the woods. You know, he's gonna get hit by a truck. And ironically, your Winston was uh, breaking out, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we discovered he was jailbreaking the window, yeah. sneaking out. Got this adorable little girl who lives upstairs, come home one day. And uh, she goes, you know that your cat just runs away during the day? And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, he pushes out of the screen. And I like, look at the screen, and the screen is like kind of bent out. And I was like, there's no way he's getting out of that. There's no way. They sure as shit, the upstairs neighbors called the maintenance people to hunt down the cat, put the cat back into the apartment, and fucking, like, seal that window. Because this dude was just dipping out. Like, I'd leave for work at, like, 8.30. And uh, he'd be out the window at 9. And then I'd come home from work at, like, 6. So he'd come back in at, like, 5.30. So he was just living a whole... There's a whole other family that probably has this mangy cat story. It's like, he's the fattest stray that we've ever seen. He's just, he doesn't make sense. He's still got some fight in him, though. Oh, yeah. He's softened up a lot, but he'll still catch your ankles on a good day. Oh, it was a nightmare there at the beginning. It took so long. I think having Max here has helped with that because they drive each other crazy. Yeah, they chase each other around. They hang out at the window, so Mm -hmm. Um, they team up and kick the fuck out of my dogs. So yeah, all that to say that's why Winston's name is Winston. <laughs> I should have just called him Church, I guess. Would have made more sense I if I wanted didn't. to have a perfect... I don't know. I like Winston Churchill, the man. I like Winston Churchill, He strikes me more from Pet Cemetery, as a Winston than a church anyway, though. A little bit. He's like mischievous. Like He looks like the 
guy who pets the cat in all of the fucking scary movies or some wah ha 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 you know it's like running one finger at a time over the back that's Winston looks like the guy who pets Winston like, <laughs> he always looks so angry when he comes in for treats too though he's always got this like permanently like squinty eye look going yeah. on so he's like give me my treats human he gets treats when Jax pisses <laughs> Jax goes outside so Winston gets a treat like <laughs> a little entitled bastard he, he drives me crazy but he's adorable when he's, he falls asleep yeah, I was like he snuggles at the foot of the bed yeah. every night super cute he gave Jax fleas immediately I had to fucking like flea bomb like everything I was like <laughs> I I was ill prepared that night when I had to go off and go, I was trashed. So like I was just in the Kroger, hammered at like 10 o'clock at night, just asking everybody. I was like, hey, what do cats eat? And they're like, cat food. It's like, why are you screaming at me? <laughs> I was like, what are they shit in? Do I just let them outside? I came back. I had like this wonky collection of things like in a disposable cat litter thing. And I was like, yeah, it was... I was off the rails. <laughs> Got my little fucking island of misfit toys. Just <laughs> but over a year later, he's happy, fat, and settled in. Hell yeah. But now ballless. He is now ballless. You and I knew each other when I got Winston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? we were in that class we together. In that class, so like you got like the update play by play as mm-hmm. this shit was unraveling. <laughs> How was your day? Well, I got drunk and adopted a cat. <laughs> well, I think it was pretty early into the semester, too. I think it was, like, in, like, September or something mm-hmm. like that when you got him. So you were just like, yeah, how was, how was your week? Because it was, like, a once-a-week class. Like, we had a three-hour class mm-hmm. on Wednesdays, was it? Yeah. So it was like, yeah, how did your week go? Well, a stray adopted me. Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pushover. Mm. Man. So have you put any uh, thought into it? Big question. Brett's big question to replace Christian, Kristen's big question. Which is, that was my story of Pet Cemetery and its impact it's had on my life. What was the first movie you saw that you remember scaring the shit out of you? I'm sure... If I had, like, really sat and, like, dug in and tried to remember, like, shit from my childhood, there would be a different answer. I wasn't really expecting that question, so that kind of threw me off a bit. Um, like, the first two that I, like, very distinctly remember just being, like, that's game-changing was probably um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And uh, Halloween. Halloween is... Like, one of my to me, those favorites. go side by side mm-hmm. as, like, traumatic movies you watched <laughs> growing up. Yeah, like, there's probably one that came before those that I was like, holy fuck, like, I'm having nightmares tonight. But, like, those two are, like, distinct ones yeah. that stick with me as, like, movies that you kind remember, of change the game. Yeah. Like, one of those ones that as a kid you, like, had to watch through, like, oh, the, yeah. the holes on a Mexican blanket or some and shit. And you like go that. to bed at night like, I'm definitely having a yeah. nightmare tonight. <laughs> I remember... Um, we had Blockbuster and stuff like that for you youngsters. It was a <laughs> store that you would go to that was a Netflix, but you had to interact with people. And um, on three separate occasions, I went over there and I got Halloween. 
because I'd heard of Halloween, but I'd never seen Halloween. And I got it three different times. And I remember putting it, I can't remember if it was a VHS or a DVD. So like my, my timeline's a little wonky on this. Um, I remember getting it and I would put it in and I would last like five minutes maybe and then I'd freak out and like turn the lights on and fucking stop the movie <laughs> and it took so many times of me like taking it back to the blockbuster and I'm like okay steal yourself we gotta watch this movie and <laughs> I remember that like the Halloween more than Nightmare but Nightmare's but incredible i think both of those do it for me because and even now like the concept behind it is brilliant because um which one? say both of them nightmare on elm and halloween um say pet cemetery for instance granted it's a supernatural ish uh bad guy that you're fighting because it's a reanimation of a you know dead loved one but they are killable mm-hmm. and they're just as killable as you and i are you know you can easily dispose of them but that kid um, killed everybody that kid fucked up but he, he could die too yeah. you know and like the thing with um jason or freddy is they can be defeated but it's not just like oh like i chop your head off you chop my head off whatever we both die the same way like it's a, a enemy that you can't like fight back as easily and you also can't run from yeah you got so. a seven foot tall dude with a machete just <laughs> fucking everybody's entire life up and then when the national guard comes through and blows him up with a rocket launcher they shoot his heart into space and he's fucking people up in jason x <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he get like I, I i don't know that i ever actually watched that full movie but doesn't he get like reanimated by like nanobots or something though like they rebuild his body i think that might be that might be Jason X. I'd have no, I, there, there's one where he gets blown up and he gains the ability to jump from person to person. So like he jumps into the guy at the morgue and then the guy at the morgue starts just fucking dropping bodies. I have bodies. not seen that one. Yeah, because he got blown up by the National Guard. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard of that one. You no? No, I'd stopped after. Yeah, I can't remember maybe four what, or five. Yeah, no, this is one of the later ones. It's around the Jason X time period. I, I, I don't know. X is ten, I think. I think that's why it's called that. Um. So it might be like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they chase Jason down, and the fucking military is there holding this huge standoff they gotta kill Jason and some dude pulls out an RPG shoots it at him hits him dead center middle of the chest blows Jason to a couple of bits six months later they roll him back out as this spirit jumping serial murderer like (laughs) that's a bit extreme like at that point it's a bit ridiculous instead of scary but like I, I think that's why they were freaky to me is like how do you fight back like, in Freddy's instance, how do you fight back something that's only in your dreams? Freddy is a much more brilliant example. Michael, those first two movies, are probably the greatest two. Like, John Carpenter fucking destroyed it. Like, yeah, like I stopped watching, like I said, after, yeah. like, maybe four well, you or five. So I didn't see those Halloween later ones. Halloween 1 and 2, are, they follow the same night. So, mm-hmm. like, they're all told in, like, this one... Halloween, like two, is basically the second half of the first movie. Um, three has absolutely nothing to do with Michael Myers at all. 
it's like the witch season or hmm. the I harvest season. I can't remember the, the subtitle. It's like about a pumpkin person who makes costumes for Michael's back because they realized nobody gave a shit about the Halloween series without Michael Myers. But also, I think in four, John Carpenter was no longer directing those films. So you lose that level there. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done my research before talking about this, so that might just be hazy, distinct. But no, I think you're right. I think the reason why Freddy in particular is so goddamn terrifying is you have to go to bed. And if you mm-hmm. don't go to bed, you're going to go insane. So you are torn between, do I get killed trying to get rest? Or does reality stop making sense because I'm trying to get away from this monster? Well, two, like not resting and giving your brain like that opportunity to regenerate can Mm. also kill you and then and creates real life hallucination or you could go into a coma and then Mm. that's a sleep you can't wake up from yeah so like all these teenagers are like hooked on amphetamine by the end of these movies just like all cranked out and you're like I wish they would have played with that a little more that'd be fun like you play with the uh, I know they did at certain points but I don't feel like that was ever exploited. Like, at a certain point, Freddy doesn't even need to come and get you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're so afraid of him that your entire life has become completely fucking unmanageable. Like, good luck. I don't (laughs) think they ever necessarily, and it's been quite a while since I've... (laughs) It's been quite a while since I've seen those movies, too, to be fair, so I may not be remembering. We are doing, like, a... we, We gotta come up with a new segment where we... We watch an old classic, <laughs> but I don't. I don't remember them at any point, like specifically exploiting them, kind of losing their shit. But I know there were several instances where, like, the characters would think they were awake, and then Freddy would pop up, and mm-hmm. then something scary would happen, and then they'd snap like awake because they had like yeah. just for a second fallen asleep because they were so tired. Like when they're in the classroom, mm-hmm. yeah, she falls asleep on her desk. And then has the marks on her arm from him touching her. But, I mean, talk about a debut performance for Johnny fucking Depp. Like, if you're going to be in a movie, that's one hell of... You don't remember him? He's the teenage kid who gets his fucking stomach split open and the blood shoots out of the bed. And he's like, fuck. I forgot that was him. Yeah, Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite... For his beginning films will forever be Edward Scissorhands, though. That was a phenomenal performance. Yeah. I haven't seen Edward Scissorhands since I was a teenager. It's been a minute. But we watched Chucky. We did. We did go back and rewatch Chucky. What would you think of that? Better than I thought, actually, because I, I watched well, it. Like what's the official name of the uh, Child's Play? Yeah, Child's Play. Um, I watched it maybe four ish years ago like I've watched it like more recently and I remember thinking it was a little ridiculous then when I watched it because I was just like oh this like little doll isn't really all that intimidating like my thoughts of him since I watched it have been like why don't you just drop kick him across the room and then you know you're good to go but yeah I guess it is similar to uh especially having watched Pet Cemetery. And Gage is the bad guy and he's just a little bitty toddler like they're smaller they can hide more easily and you can't just as they show at the end of the movie, like chop his head off and yeah. feed him, like he'll still try to kill you. So I guess it is 
if that were a real life situation and a supernatural doll were coming for me, I'd be a little freaked out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'd be fucking losing my mind. Like the mother, like the, the mother trying to like explain my son's not a killer and the kid trying to explain I'm not a killer. Like Talking about phenomenal child actors. Oh my God. When he like cries in uh-huh. the like hospital that they have him locked up in and he's like, Chucky's going to kill me. Like I was about to cry. Like, yeah. Oh my God. That kid nailed that. It's just, it, it's something else. If you can get a good kid, like this the is fucking, the end friend. Yeah. The goddamn sixth sense. Like that's interesting. I've, I've never really thought about that. We should look more into what classic films are like based around like these childlike characters or children? Mm-hmm. Um, where else do you think they appear? You, can you think of another one? It is all kids. Yeah, and I know you haven't seen that series, and it's not like the same level of scary as the movies that we're talking about. But Stranger Things, most of the cast is children, and oh my yeah. god, I need to get like, on that. Crushed it, yeah. like phenomenal. They're like ten year olds or. Yeah, like roughly in that mm. age, yeah. They're not like little kids, but they're all young. Man. But man, like some damn good, all of them. Because there's like five or six of them or something like that. All of them are like phenomenal. I have to give it a shot. We have, I've got to get dragged into the today. I'm so, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so lost in all the classics and I'm like almost afraid. Like Jordan Peele's got another movie. I still haven't seen the other one. Dude's about to like kick off Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually interested to see what he does with that. I'm interested, but at the same time, as we've talked about on here before, I I get really nervous when you're going to play with something that classic. Like I, I'm sure that he's thought it out. I'm sure that he's done a brilliant job because that is such an undertaking. But it would be like the horror TV show equivalent of trying to do The Godfather. Like you do just Is it, is it a TV alone. show that they're doing or a movie? Do you know I think it's a TV movie? show. I'd have to I'd have to look into it now that you say that. I don't. I would I hope that he know. would do a show. Like I would like to see him in place of um, the guy who does the intro. What's his name? Oh, I have no idea. I'm terrible with names. Fuck. <laughs> like this to is see why Jordan Peele like in, the, in that today. suit. Just standing there, and this is the Twilight Zone. (laughs) What a career that motherfucker's had. I don't know that that would hold up today, though. Like, going back and watching the black and white versions, like, I like it in those for sure, but they feel a little too much. Like, if you tried to do that in modern day, like, you're explaining the plot to the audience because they're too stupid to have understood the plot. You'd have to do it in a different way, but I don't think you can do the Twilight Zone without Without the intro. the host. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with the host. It's the literally, like, recapping what happened in the episode at the tail end. Like, it works for the original. The tail end's annoying, uh, but the opening, Mm -hmm. it's like, this is... John Doe and he works in the bank and he da 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 you know like that Mm -hmm. I don't think you can get away from that formula of like explaining how we got here Mm -hmm. and then we'll let it play out the ending I agree is a little explaining yeah it's like I just watched it dude I don't need you to like explain it to me like (laughs) I'm capable of critical thinking like (laughs) I gathered all of these other things we haven't watched any Twilight Zone, so we can't give you a Twilight Zone update. No, we do need to get back to that, though. I was actually enjoying yeah. this. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. 
Um, I finished the first book of The New Evil, so the first half of the book. Oh. Yeah. So that's... Maintenance, dude. And we're all back. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. We've been having water leakage issues, so that was the maintenance guy. <sighs> he was pleasant. Because, <laughs> 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 well, uh, new washer upstairs, and uh, ain't a whole lot I could do about that. Thanks for wasting my whole fucking Sunday. And <laughs> <laughs> you feel a little bad. I didn't even think of that. Whenever. I was just sitting there like, dude, I'm, I, we, we, we swept, we mopped, the puddle's gone. Like, I'm just making sure. And he's like, yep. And then he just started touching the walls, and then, like, he walked in, and he looked up at the ceiling, and he goes, yep, well, Call me again if you need me. <laughs> I just, I, like, I didn't think of that when I called him this morning. I guess I just assumed the maintenance people mm-hmm. live in the complex. So when he was like, yeah, I'll be there in half an hour to 45 minutes, I was like, wait, don't you live in the complex? <laughs> like, oh, shit, am I literally dragging you yeah, out of dude, your home like, on a Sunday? I thought that they gave free rent to those people. Like that they Maybe they don't want to live here. <laughs> Maybe he's like, bitch, I, I don't like your apartment. It's like that place too upper class for me. I Aww. ain't doing that. I'm going back to Martha and the trailer. Aw, don't um, be mean. He's a nice enough guy. No, he seemed nice. He came out on a Sunday and he just I, did me, absolutely nothing to fix the situation. <laughs> <laughs> just he goes, well, we I don't like busting into people's apartments. I mean, we can bust into people's apartments. So I was like, weird flex, but all right, bro. <laughs> Please don't ever do that. <laughs> Technically, they let themselves into hours when they fix the dishwasher. Yeah, no, I know that they're legally allowed to do it. It was just a weird thing to bring up. Like, I didn't want to go busting in there. I mean, I could have if I wanted to. I got that kind of power. That is the downside to, I think, living in an apartment. Like, sorry, this is totally off topic, but just while we're talking about it, like, that makes me super uncomfortable that they can just let themselves in. Like, it's handy if we're both at work Mm -hmm. and, like, I need something fixed, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, but, like, I don't know if you're rooting around in my apartment if you're fixing the thing and then leaving. Yeah, Uh, I've never had any issues here, and just in the odd event that my landlord gets, I I love this place, and Mm -hmm. I love all the people that work here. I've been living in the same apartment for three years. I think I've talked to the office five times. I'm very quiet as a tenant. (laughs) No, I mean, this place is great. I'm just saying the concept of that in general weirds me out. It's... They, like, constantly leave gifts hanging on the door. They're like, oh, it's spring. Here's a present. It's like, we're not family, bro. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I once had, like, a major meltdown, and I don't... Just leave me be. I like my... My my alone. I don't need to have the knowledge. But, dear Complex, we enjoyed the dinner mints you left hanging on the door Mm -hmm. last night while we ate dinner. After we ate dinner, not while we were eating Didn't make it halfway through the steak and then just say, fuck it, time for a minute. You know what this needs? It needs a cigarette in my 40 and a mint with my steak. <laughs> you were fine yeah. dining last night. <laughs> fine dining. Yeah, no. no, we had a pre-date. It was a, it was a date in and of itself. We had a pre-date with uh, steaks and zucchini. And then we watched Pet Cemetery. And tonight we're going to go over to the Mexican restaurant and grab another beer. And then go to... The movie theater, which it, this is all within walking distance. Mistakes were made. Does not condone driving under driving. the influence. Uh, responsibly drinking. We're responsible shitheads. I am a crazily 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 crazily. I am a 
crazily... Uh, I hate that word. It's a real Maybe word, Maybe self-conscious though. shithead. <laughs> Responsible derelict. <laughs> like, I want to get fucked up, but I don't want to fuck anybody else up. Like, I'm just like, just let me do me. <laughs> <laughs> but you do attract other shitheads. I attract no so end, many weird people. <laughs> So many weird people. How many times have we gone grocery shopping or like the last week when we were just sitting on the porch minding our own business and some lady was like running away from her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend who was like golf club in windows and we were like just, she's like, can I use your phone? And I was like, where the f- have you been hiding in the sewer? Like, where, did you, where did you come from? Like, how did you get here? You had to, of all the people... In all the apartment complexes in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, you're just going to roll right the fuck up. <laughs> Again, drinking. The, we were day drinking that day, too. That it was, was after the, the podcast. It was that after was the last the podcast. the intro podcast, yeah. wasn't it? That was yeah. our St. Paddy's we're Day. We're live, motherfucker. No, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the St. Paddy's Day. Was it not? It was, I think we the were. The No, it was the one that we recorded. It might have been the eye. I don't, we recorded something that day, I yeah. know, because we had just finished it. Yeah, we'd finished it. We were excited. I was like, it's never gone that smoothly. And this lady's like, can I use your phone? There's a crazy bitch trying to kill me. And I was like, you're going to bring her here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I talked to all the people in the grocery store, all the cashiers I try to have conversations with. Um, schizophrenics. Did I tell you about the schizophrenic lady that came into the shop? I don't know. Remind me. It's the same one um, that I think I told you about uh, from a couple of week, a weeks ago, where she she thinks she was born. She's like maybe 50, 60 years old. She's convinced that she was born in 1902, that the uh, city of Montgomery, Alabama was named after her uncle. She tells me she fought in the war as a nuclear physicist for the Navy. And her son is a biologist of some sort for the army. And she pushes a shopping cart around. She calls her Bentley. And she's convinced that she's, like, living this, like, high... Anyway. It's kind of sad. I don't think oh, you have told me that. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. I, 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 She's the happiest schizo I've ever met. And I deal with them constantly. But um, she came in the other day and unloaded this like tirade of just I, I wish I could like be in your head for five seconds and then just step back out because it has to be horrifying but like she was telling us all these stories and then she just reaches into her purse and pulls out a harmonica and just starts playing the harmonica what? like in the middle she goes you know sometimes I just get down you know sometimes I just get down Concert. And I was like, where the fuck are you people coming from? This can't be my life. <laughs> and then I just make your home life interesting by buying obscure toys. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Are we going there? Okay. <laughs> Kristen. But our Jax has been sick. Our dog Jax has been sick recently. Ja- and I thought I was doing a really nice thing. Kristen. And went to the store. And bought, you bought beautiful food for him. Yeah. And bought you him a new him brush. New, bought him some yeah. food. Bought, bought him, him a, a squeaky toy. Some organic uh, mm-hmm. wet food as mm-hmm. well. And you were really excited because you were doing like the mom thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
and then I was like, well, what's the toy? And the toy is a dildo. <laughs> it's a big orange ribbed for her pleasure dildo. <laughs> it's a it's a park stick. It's a stick to it, throw at the park. It's a dildo. <laughs> it, it 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 looks like a dildo if you cut the dickhead off the end of a dildo. Like the only thing that that thing is missing is like another three inches of plastic or whatever the fuck it is. I think it's rubber. rubber. Yeah, probably yeah. rubber. Yeah. Um, to create the little dickhead. Like that's all that's <laughs> missing from the dildo. And as I'm on the floor cry laughing at the fact that Kristen has purchased a dildo for my dog. She goes, it's not a dildo, it's a stick. And Jax catches it between his paws so that it's vertical and then just deep throats half of the goddamn. And I was like, that is a dildo. So I woke up this morning, picked it up, started cock slapping Jax with his big orange dildo. (laughs) It's our park toy. There's a dog park near where we live. And um, I thought I was going to get a permanent stick that we could go through and have fun with because it's you know it's no rubber. now it's mom's dildo he doesn't bring me the dildo he just brings it to Kristen. he just <laughs> yeah. i bought him a hedgehog you wouldn't cannot be mistaken for a sex toy <laughs> it's because you attract weird things you know i just saw the stick and then your karma rubbed off on me and i had to buy it and you were like i'm gonna like I didn't nobody see in, it. Nobody in the Walmart thought that you were buying that. It was at Kroger, dog. actually. Oh, it was at Kroger. Yeah, it was at Kroger. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I didn't even see it till after you said it, and then I was like, damn, it really is. What else did you... Did you buy any other things besides the dog stuff and the dildo? Yeah, I bought um, cheese and cheesy bread because we were making spaghetti that night, so I, I bought Parmesan sure there cheese. There were no lubricants. Like, if you no. bought the big dildo and some vegetable oil, they no. might have some questions. Bought uh, Parmesan for our spaghetti and then cheesy bread. Hells to the fuck, yeah. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> he likes it, though, and mm-hmm. that's what matters. And it makes a fun squeak noise when it gets erect. <sighs> <laughs> No, it's when you bend it. Yeah. It pops no, no, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you bend it, and it doesn't squeak, and then you let mm. it go, and it squeaks. Yeah, that's so true. It makes its own. But uh, to somewhat get back on track, you finished the first section of The New Evil? I did. Uh, <laughs> it's not as uh, wholesome and hilarious as... <laughs> Dog dildos. Big orange dildo. And you have nonstop referred to it as that, too. It, it is the big orange. I, I will give you guys big orange dildo updates. <laughs> but the new evil. I'm going to do it like, you know, people go traveling and they bring like a little gnome with them and they take pictures of the gnome. Oh, no. Different places. I'm no. packing that in every bag every time I leave. And I'm going to, like the next time I go to England, I'm going to stand next to Big Ben. No. And I'm going to be like, hey. It's just going to be me with like... Slapping myself in the face with a big orange dildo. Oh no. Like maybe fly over to Paris, go see the tower, and just fucking. Ah! Live a life of me slapping myself in the face with the big orange dildo. I don't need this production company at all. You're going to be a. Yep, Nightmare an Box. Instagram is influencer not a thing. who sells. I said you're going to be an Instagram influencer who specifically sells. Yeah, yeah. Phallic dog toys. Yeah. It's a weird thing, but the people that would be into it would be super it, into super it. Super into it. Like, if you're into watching, like, a dude in his late 20s slap himself in the face with a dog toy that's shaped like a sex thing, like, 
that's got to be a niche market where you you pay like a grand a video like but you know what you're doing <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's got to be a prop in one of our films now it is it, I, i'm gonna make it we might have to rape one of the animals to death with have it. we talked about that at all like the concept behind that i don't concept think we've ever of animal that rape up. no no like when we first decided to kind of merge the writing portion of the nightmare box into like us doing films together like our concept of doing obscure props and having to write stories around we that. haven't and that was like the, the, that. the, that was the original thing. idea yeah the, the the key idea when we start getting people that want to submit is to set a budget limit at like 20 or 30 dollars like somewhere in that range where you just have to go buy your props at goodwill and you need like three to five because a lot of our props for the dolls came from Goodwill, so yeah. that's kind of what... Like, and a lot of the props for the one that we're working on right now involve things that are just laying around the Yeah, apartment. I don't think we've bought anything for that one. Yeah. It's just stuff we have already. So I, I, I think it would be an interesting challenge if you go to Goodwill or Walmart even, I guess, Dollar General, someplace where you can buy things, a store, uh, as most of America calls it. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> But a discount store. The point is to not to see what you can do with very little. Yeah, the idea is to purposely create a low budget film that you rush made. You know, but no, we're gonna use the big orange dildo. I gotta <laughs> come up. What's the next film after this one? Um, oh, we still. I still need to finish Ziggy. I've been dragging we my Ziggy. feet we on Ziggy. We gotta do the first one for the Nightmare Box. That that first short. Have uh, we named that one? Did that one get a name? I can't remember. It might. I'm not good with naming things. Um, what would the big orange dildo movie be about? Well, I don't know. we got to pick a couple of other random props and figure it out. You don't get to just do one prop. I have those little toy cockroaches. You can you can have those. You got toy cockroaches? Yeah, I thought, because I had to do... Um, uh, fuck, what did I buy that for? It was while I was still in school. How do I not no. know that these are in the apartment? No, yeah, they're, I think, in I my... I would have fucked with you for the... They're help. in my little bag. I have a bag of props, and they're in the bag of props. No, that would be so cruel. Don't do that, because I'm terrified well, of every bugs. day. I've scared myself with them, and I, I know that know I that own them. I know that there was them. a bag of props. I know that I You've own them. you got a bag them. of props? Yeah, there's not a lot in there, but yeah, like the caution tape from Ziggy, and um, the... I'm getting you a chest. The fake syringes and all of that that we bought. You like all a of chest that's in like there. an old-fashioned clown. Like but opens it up really <laughs> like a magician. Yeah, no, like oh, I remember. Um it was when I was doing my uh my independent study. Couldn't think of the word. Um and I I did it independent study in my final semester of college. Um that was like very heavily focused on cinematography. And I was originally going to do my own shots for everything that I was talking about, but then I like ended up changing my mind because I was having to rush through it so much because I was doing so much other stuff that the shots just didn't look that good. So I ended yeah. up pulling samples from actual films that are way better than anything I've ever done. But um, uh, I, I can't even remember what shots I was trying to use it for, but I bought these little, and they're pretty accurately sized. I have two of them, cockroaches that are um, on the bottom. They have a magnet, and I thought I was going to, take another magnet and kind of move them along so it just looked like this yeah. cockroach was crawling and I was going to use them as like 
a little mini short shot yeah. that was like a horror type thing because cockroaches are freaky as fuck mm -hmm. and like use that as part of my video essay about uh cinematography and like types of shots you would use if you're trying to like create a sense of unease i never ended up using them but i put them i have like this uh like stein like a glass from when i graduated high school i dropped them in the stein because i was just like oh that's just where i'll stick them for now and at least two or three separate occasions i went to move the glass because it was like sitting on my nightstand before we moved in together i went to like move it to get something and like caught a glimpse of the cockroaches in there and i was like holy fuck oh, God. And, then, and then realized those were the cockroaches <laughs> that i had put in there because they look kind of real no if you like wet them up I, i've not seen these things but holy fuck yeah but they have little like just a magnet on the other end of them so i was like i'm gonna like get another magnet and like make yeah, them yeah. self like, crawl put it underneath the table yeah and like move like, them yeah. Which I never did, but yeah, I have scared myself well, with that. That's our second prop. I'm so yeah, you, you can have my toy cockroaches that have freaked me out already multiple times. I'll write it down. Big orange dildo. <laughs> and cockroaches. <laughs> I bought those at a Halloween store, I think, whenever I was still, because I was doing a makeup class at the same time, and I was buying props for uh, like one of my makeup looks and i bought cockroaches and fake blood and all this random stuff it sounds like a band <laughs> big orange, big dildo, orange dildo and the cockroaches <laughs> so there you go you have two props good luck writing that story no i'm gonna write that story we, we, we rent out the drag room that we need to do the ziggy shot and then we we we, we bring out the band <laughs> the big orange dildos and the cock roaches. <laughs> we are writing the gayest musical. That's what it's, it's going to be. I'm going to hit up Ben, see if he still has any friends in the local area who are both gay and musically talented. He was in band, so like Aww. I would imagine that there's a plethora. Aww. And... Um, we're making this happen. I'm, if you want to be part of the big orange dildos and the cock roaches, send me a fucking email. I need to talk to you at least. Like if you if you heard that, you were like, "That's me." This is the moment that I send the email. It's I your need time that. to shine. Yeah. What's the email? Uh, Nightmareboxproductions yeah. at gmail. Fucking send me an email. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need that in my life. I don't know. What do you think the outfits for the big orange dildos and the, the cockroaches? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I am imagining. I'm not space high by the bugs. way. I am significantly into my forty, but. That's... <laughs> uh, I can't believe I never told you that I bought those. I'm not know, showing you where they are now. Tricks. I didn't know you were just like living a life like a secret magician. I'm like, not. I'm not showing you where they are now because I don't yeah, trust no, you. I, th I think there's slinkies in there. There's vanishing handkerchiefs. Mm. The caution tape is in there. I think there's, uh, like I said, the fake needles are in there. Uh, I have a whole drawer in my makeup desk or my, my desk that's in my office yeah. area. Like the very bottom drawer because one side is like my makeup and the other side's other shit, like my office stuff. But there's like scar wax and fake blood and all that shit in the bottom drawer. So if you open the bottom drawer, it's like... You saw her there. I'm like, oh, makeup brushes, makeup, makeup, makeup. What the fuck is she doing in her spare time? <laughs> we should do some crazy makeup thing. We should. 
I don't think we have to. I think we just do it for real because you're no, down think... for impaling yourself on branches. I don't even need fake blood. Yeah, no. Just I... use your real blood. I've got a history of self mutilation. <laughs> I'll do this shit like nobody's business. <laughs> what are you doing? It's I was like, being I really... could create a fake wound, and I'm like, I have razor blades. Like we could I was just... being really inconsiderate the day we did that, too, because like I think 20 you know, times like, in a row. I've lost my lens cap, and I was like, I am bleeding no, out of my hand. No, not, even, like, not like, even that. I've still got the scar. Oh, no, do you really? Yeah, it's going to be there for a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know. It, it, it's not like a, oh, Brett got kind of stabbed. It's like, it. I'm surprised it didn't come out the other side of my hand oh, kind of no. stabbed. Yeah, you were bleeding pretty bad. Yeah, it hurt. No, not even, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I was trying to find my lens cap after you got stuck. But I had a first aid kit in my car. I came prepared. But no, before that, like, I think, like, we were on, like, the 20th take of I was like, just jump up and pull yourself up. You got this. Yeah, I was just doing pull-ups in the woods, and I was like, I was just like, I got a lift. And I hadn't been to the gym at that point. I had not, I'd just been drinking every day. Like, I had not been doing any sort of take care of yourself for, like, three years. So I was, like, I, I was impressed that I got the first pull-up down. With the 20, 25th time that I tried to do that pull-up, I said, fuck it, I'm jumping up there. <laughs> I jumped up there, wrapped my hands around the oh. branch, and then my weight hit. And when my weight hit, that little fucking nub just went right through my fucking oh. hand. And I was like, that's not a good feeling. And we've got that on video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we gotta, we're going to finish that short knock on wood on Wednesday. Hell I think hopefully yeah. we've only got one day left of stuff to shoot. The weather has not been our friend. Like, I think, God willing, the weather doesn't turn on me. Wednesday is going to be a nice day and the high is like 80. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it, the fucking, for people that have never lived in the state of Tennessee, it is maybe the most unpredictable spring that you'll ever go through. It was like 30 degrees last week. It's 80, 85 today and pissing down rain every half hour. And uh, next week it's supposed to be 35 to 40 Ah. degrees and then come back up into the 80s. And the entire time everybody's dying of pollen. So (laughs) I think this has been the worst year so far, though. My allergies have been like driving me crazy and that's not normally that big of a problem. But we've completely the maintenance man threw us off and we've completely sidetracked down a different rabbit hole the new evil which we have not come back around to yet there's no pressure we're just kind of doing this well you started are you nervous about the time or are you getting bored no you started to say it and like we got interrupted and i'm like legitimately interested in what you've thought about a whole other can of worms can i smoke a cigarette and we come back mid podcast damn it we got interrupted you can't go at mid podcast okay <laughs> so the new evil, which uh, I think we talked about on another one of these, mm-hmm, so you've brought it up, Michael yeah. Stone and the guy that I've been talking to, who I really wish I it starts could with a B, doesn't it? I, I brought my phone this time, so I can look. I've been fanboying pretty hard because I've been reading this book, and I love this book. The, the, the whole first chapter, which is written by the guy that I embarrassingly cannot remember right now, uh, covers the gradations uh, of the, the first the first book. And now I'm getting into Michael Stone's uh, part, which is the second half of the book. And he's proposed this idea that I'm, I'm fascinated by tying serial sexual homicide, mass shootings, uh, these 
types of evil that we've seen throughout human history and saying that in 1965 evil peaked and that we're kind of coming back around but it's all tied to basically men that can't deal with powerful women because you had in the 60s this sexual revolution that everybody knows about where you had uh, birth control is readily available abortion is legal um, so women can fuck like men used to fuck in the 50s, you know. And that would be Dr. Bricado. Um And so, let me, I'm not going to try to summarize the, the whole theory here because we'll be at this for another hour and a half. <laughs> but an interesting thing that he brought up that I've never thought about before um, this is like one of his vignettes was your first surge in an increase in rape in the United States <laughs> going heavy trigger warning um, your first surge in rape in the United States comes after the typewriter is invented. So women are at home. They can't work. So they're either prostitutes or stay-at-home moms for the majority. I mean, you've still got your farmers and you've got, you know, people had jobs outside of those, but those were the two main prevalences, the world's oldest practice um, and the tradition of the American household. Um, and then the typewriter pops up and women are no longer in the house. They're no longer dependent upon men. So they go to work because they can become secretaries. They can be typists, uh, work in newspapers, all this other shit. They don't necessarily need the men. And immediately you see a reaction from the worst parts of the male society that are more or less activated and come out and start raping these women. They can't pay for a prostitute. There's not as many of them around anymore. They can't go home to their wife. Their wife does not need them. <laughs> and so you wind up with this just radical surge in violence. And the way Stone lays it out is that that trend follows throughout history. And we are currently in what was happening in 65, what was happening way back in World War II when women were having to work because all the men were off at war mm -hmm. and it's a fascinating look at it I think it's important to read from my perspective um, I enjoy writing psychological horror and it, it it means a lot to study those trends because there's something creative in there that I can play with but as I've read like so many biographies about people from, the, I'm a huge true crime junkie. Uh, I've read a lot of stuff about people from the 60s, 70s, 80s. We don't have our Jeffrey Dahmer biography for 2019, but we have this trend that gradually gets worse and worse. So you move away from serial sexual homicide 
which was prevalent in the 60s, 70s, 80s, to the era of mass shootings. Um, so you wind up with Vegas, or, I mean, name them. <laughs> Trying to find a list of shootings, I feel like I'd upset somebody because I forgot the one, but, I mean, fuck, we live in America. It happens every goddamn day. Very pro-gun, by the way. Own ten of them. <laughs> but... I think it's an important book. I think it, I, it. Do you think that, um, especially now that you're going back and editing your first novel and then you're working on your uh, current novel, do you think that it's changed the way that you like write? Like when you're talking about trauma or. Not yet, but I think it will, if that makes sense. Does it like change I, the way I, you consider it? I haven't done anything substantive yet, and I really haven't gotten that far. Like I'm maybe fifty pages into the second half, mm-hmm. um, well, so you I read can't the... pretend to do what. Well, you read the first book. Yeah, I'm like almost three hundred last year. No, yeah. like the original. Oh yeah, the Anatomy book. of Evil. I like read. a year ago, I didn't yeah, know if like that was back. affecting the way that you were thinking about. It changed. Yeah, Michael Stone in the Anatomy of Evil changed the way that I view. Uh, in particular, serial sexual homicide, mm-hmm. because I've always been fascinated with it. Not just that, but crime in general, uh, what drives people to do something. Because, like, you've been in a bank before, right? Uh, my therapist explained this to me once. Like, you go to the bank, and you've watched enough bank heist movies where you're like, that's it. I know how I can rob this person. Or you get cut off in traffic, and you're like, man, motherfucker, I'd you know, rip your heart out or whatever, you screaming at them. But you never do. So there's an X there, you know. Like, you, you can't cross that line. So it's always fascinated me. The anatomy of evil made me view that and um, Philip Zimbardo from the Stanford Prison Experiment, his book, The Lucifer Effect, um, made me realize that these people are, are they're violent, they're disturbing and they're fucked up, mm-hmm. and there's no way to forgive them for what they've done. But they're sick. They are people trapped in a thing that we don't understand. Like, and it's part hard of, to sympathize with them, but that's almost what you have to do if you want to face the problem, in my opinion. Yeah, and part of what I think is interesting, which granted I haven't read either of those books, mm-hmm. so I, I can't really speak to those books or anything, but... Um, Part of what I think is interesting about having, like, intimate studies of stuff like that is, like, there are a lot of films um, that have, like, tropes that filmmakers kind of fall into, like, rom-coms do it too, but um, I feel like horror in particular tends to be, like, the biggest, like, offender of that. Like, there are these tropes that, like, a lot of horror films follow because a lot of us in general don't have a very intimate understanding of you know, how a killer thinks or how a killer acts. Like, I don't ever or have... Or violence in general. Yeah, like, I don't ever have... That's why you see the surge in horror film after uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. A lot of those combat medics came back to make makeup designs for The Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street. It's the... Um, all those movies, yeah. But I don't, I don't ever have, like, 
homicidal thoughts or that you know would, I'm not a violent not even a passing I, no I mean I get I irritated slap this shit <laughs> I get irritated but I don't ever think I'm gonna kill you you know or anything like that like I'm a very well, passive I was in the military so maybe <laughs> I'm a very hard. passive personality type though so I don't have that kind of intimate understanding so you read these um, studies or these books or publications or whatever that are like an intimate in-depth look of, at what type of people these people are and I think that it's helpful because you can't really in any level I think create a work of art that's like a true representation of something you don't understand so that's what but you can get a lot closer and Stone has a or had a TV show I, I'm not very I don't watch a lot of TV but uh, he did interview several of these people that he talks about in the book. So he has one-on-one knowledge. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what he's able to reflect his relationship with them on a societal level where he's like, look, we're not dealing with Ed Gein, the crazy guy who lives in the creepy house on the corner. We're dealing with people like BTK, who's capable of taking 18 years off so that he can run the church work as an animal control guy and then when his daughter goes off to college he's coming right back for your fucking families like this is a different he calls it the new narcissism Mm -hmm. it's a purely american trait this doesn't happen elsewhere anywhere you get a couple in england few in france they don't have, outside of like Jack the Ripper back when London was maybe the worst goddamn place you'd ever want to be. Like, like Sweden doesn't have a Theodore Bundy. Mm-hmm. Ever. That never happens. Like, might kill his neighbor because he's mad at his neighbor over a poker game, but he isn't going to kill 36 women to have sex with their corpses. <laughs> that is an American phenomenon. So it, 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 you can't write scary things, I think, unless you understand at a level how that works. And I've always been interested in psychology and serial killers in particular because there's no way to understand it. I'm a very emotional person. I get freaked out by everything, flip out over everything. Like I, I, I don't have that calm. I'm in charge and I'm all that matters. No, I'm self-destructive because you know <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know I like it it's a it's a damn good book and I would recommend it I think it makes you think but it's uh, it's not a light read and it's not a thing that I would advise for people that are just starting out um Ricardo does a brilliant job in the first half of explaining the gradations but anatomy is an entire book that goes about that scale so you're getting a a, a boiled down version of anatomy when you read the new evil mm-hmm. sorry no, you're fine. did I get super smart or do I just sound super dumb <laughs> You don't sound dumb at all. Oh. It's just saying, like, I thought that that was a interesting, like, having those type of resources available because most of us, like I said, don't understand um, the inner workings of people like that. And I think 
a lot of people are guilty of not seeing them as people. So it, I, I do think it makes... That's the interesting thing. Because then you get into the... Can you grab me another beer? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm terrible at this. Flow ruiner. Um, I think it's... Pose the question again. I'm sorry. I didn't ask a question. <laughs> Can you repeat what you were saying? I was just saying that it was interesting because uh, most people don't see violent criminals, especially like serial killers, as actual people. Uh, that's what I was getting at. I, I think the interesting part about that is... in execution, like state-run execution, right? So, like, we're quick to fry a Bundy, uh, which I think right now is necessary. I feel the same way about pedophiles. Like, I, we don't have the tools to fix that, and right now a bullet costs 30 cents a pop. So, <laughs> you know, we can't fix it now, but the discussion needs to be had there is something in there um, inside of those god damn it's so hard to think of them as people though isn't it because they, they, they they're like coyotes it's like all they are they're just circling around making you think that you can trust them and then they take your fucking it, it, it's just and they don't kill you <laughs> they don't it's not like they walk up and you're gone. Like I was reading a story about how this one woman was like chained up for seven years, like was convinced that there was a whole organization of other people who would track down her family and kill them if she left this closet. She slept in a coffin in the garage. Like, like, like these aren't, it's hard to look at that and go, that is a person and what is wrong with that person and this is a mental disorder and how do we come at this mental disorder however it's no different than the schizophrenic who hurts absolutely nobody but thinks that God is talking to her through her teeth or something you know like went heavy again we went heavy last week going heavy this week am I bringing things down? no you're fine but all in all, I think, you know, like, cheers to the new evil. <laughs> and references. Read. You getting bored of me? No, I'm not bored of me. Day drinking. <laughs> uh, where do you get, like, your influences, like, as a, as a filmmaker? Is it just from other film, or I feel like we at, talked like a lot about of pictures this in our last podcast? We, we might have. Mm-hmm. So I was just saying, yeah, like you find like bits of inspiration in other films that you watch, and I mean it's the same. I feel like in general for any creative person, like the things that you read, the things that you watch, the things that you personally experience, kind of influence like the way that you see the world, and then your own insights kind of bleed into mm-hmm. your work. Dead air. Yeah, it kind of ran out of steam. I started getting really sad thinking about that (laughs) book. (laughs) 
So let's, uh, shall we wrap it? Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. wrap it, put a bow on it. Then with all the energy that we walked out of this motherfucker with. Okay. (laughs) Do I have anything else on my list? Uh, We'll get into that next time. Uh, Did the Tenety. (laughs) Talked about the new evil. Went into the pet cemetery situation. Hell yeah. New evil update. I wrote it down twice. I have a drinking problem. <laughs> uh, we still don't know Kristen's first horror, so we might have to put a copy. I have to think a lot about that. I don't know if we'll I we'll even know what the answer is. One. Just make one up. Um, outside of that, I am working on editing my first novel that I wrote a couple of years ago, and I put a story out. You did. I did. And I still haven't put the second podcast on the website. (laughs) (laughs) Made up this beautiful post and I was like, and it's right there. You can just go read the story, listen to the podcast. And you're like, the podcast is not up. Well, one of them is. The beginning one is. And uh, we're still looking for people that want to play in our theatrical rendition of Big Orange Dildo (laughs) and the Cockroaches. And uh, we're going to make it a point to watch a few more of the classics. We're not doing that. We are not doing a no, play. No, we about have to watch the classics. No, not that we're not doing a play about no, no, a dildo we're, and we're cockroaches. Doing, we, we, uh, fucking try me. Oh. I will make a play, a musical Broadway. Have fun. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a costume. It's twelve feet tall. It's nothing but big orange dildo. And it's oh, big oh, orange dildo. oh! And cockroaches are all gonna be midgets. Oh no! Like little people. Brad has a birthday coming up in about another month, and um, I think we brought that up in another podcast. We've been playing chess together because that's part of uh, I can't his win. <laughs> latest book that he's been working on. So, no, um, spoiler alert that he already knows. Like, I was looking at uh, nicer chess sets to buy him as his birthday present. I found one online, and... <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't buy it for you. The pieces that you play with were all dicks. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> Why did you not buy that one? If I had a dick chessboard, I oh my god, oh, I would glue all the pieces. Oh my god, I would glue all the pieces to the board and I would hang it on the wall. They were just varying types of dicks, and those were the pieces you played with. And I, the I was white like, dicks versus big floppy black dicks. Is that? The... Oh my god, I was like, that is not a thing. Like different shapes and sizes. How did you yeah, tell the difference between dicks, the crown, I, between the king and the queen? I don't. They were all different dicks. <laughs> what, what does the bishop's dick look like? It's I just a crying it. child. Just <laughs> <laughs> like it threw me off though when I found it because I was like, "That's not, that's not what I think it is." And then I clicked on it and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It's a land of dicks. So if you're, uh, it's the fighting cocks throwing a bachelorette party and you need a fun game. There's penis I, chess I in the world. I'm online right now. My seatbelt doesn't work. I want to buy. This chessboard, so goddamn bad. Yeah, Cockboard. I think the actual chessboard itself looked pretty normal, you but all play the chess? pieces. What time is it? No, because we're gonna go get chips. It's almost four. Okay. Gonna get chips and a little bit more beer at the Mexican restaurant. And and by the time we go to the movie, day. gonna be trashed. Day drinking. Not Good. driving. Not driving. Never driving. Got to run across a busy highway, but. If I get hit by a car, at least I'm drunk. And I think science shows that your body just does its own thing when you're drunk. You can, you can be the next Stephen King for real. 
No, I he <laughs> he he wrote good stuff before he got ran over. Well, you know. Oh, that's a slam on King. If Stephen King wants to come on the podcast, he's more than welcome. Uh, he can defend his reputation. I love that man. <laughs> He'd be too awestruck to say anything. You just sit and stare at yeah, him. Yeah, I was like, I talked all this shit, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of talking shit, and I've lost the exclamation point on the keyboard. Right? <laughs> I was like, I'm a brilliant writer. And uh, <laughs> when I try to look at it from an angle, where the fuck is the goddamn... Up at the top? Right there. It's your number oh one. Oh my Christ. You gotta hit shift though. All right. <laughs> That's that. You wanna do the plugs? Mm-hmm. Uh, the email is nightmareboxproductions at gmail.com. Hit me up with the big orange dildo. <laughs> I will not be working on that. You will be exclusively working with Brett. Have fun. Um, the Facebook is facebook.com slash nightmareboxproductions. The Twitter is at nightmareboxpro. And the Instagram is at nightmareboxproductions. Hells to the fuck, yeah. There's also a book online you can buy. What's that called? Uh, the book is The Madman Diaries. You can go out and, um, I don't know, whatever you do, like, like, please leave a review on Amazon, but don't tell me because I don't go look. Like, I, I don't want to hear your opinions. I left I, a review. I didn't know that. Did you? I did. Was it a good review? No, I said it was the worst thing I've ever It would be heard. hilarious if you gave me a one star. Like everybody else is like two star. five stars. Yeah, don't you give me a two star review. No, I give you a five star yeah, review. Yeah, go out, buy the book, and then trash the book. I got money's already in the bank. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> I'm making things for my pleasure, not your pleasure. <laughs> Joking. All right. Day drinking episode. I love you. I love you. And I love you guys. This was Mistakes Were Made. We'll talk to you in a few days.